Ah, women. We always think we could understand them. Then all of a sudden we realize that we can't. Like, it's a bit interesting when you kind of think about it. Because the people that say that they don't understand women very easily don't understand women. And a lot of the ones that nowadays like to come up and say, oh, you know, we finally understand female nature. You go and you listen to them talk for a little bit, then all of a sudden you realize that even they don't understand female nature. So I bet it's going to be interesting because that's actually the underlying topic for today's episode. And I'm going to start things off from a very simple underlying case of infidelity. Now, there is a woman who quote-unquote married a ragdoll who has now come out to claim that he cheated on her. Now, the story goes, Moraes and Marcelo had a big wedding last year where they invited about 250 guests. Since the wedding, she's been updating the world about her relationship on TikTok. Now, Moraes is claiming that the doll cheated on her and their relationship is in shambles. According to Moraes, the doll Marcelo lies about his acts of betrayal. She considered kicking the doll out of her house, but she has now decided against it. Okay, maybe it wasn't as simple of an infidelity case as I thought earlier on. But here's the interesting thing. I don't know, maybe it's just me that saw this one coming, but when you consider the potential actors in this entire story, doesn't this sound like a typical rags to bitches story? Because you kind of think about it. This babe got a ragdoll and claims now that the ragdoll has been cheating on her. And I'm guessing it's not with other ragdolls, it's probably with other bitches. And yes, I'm not going to continue calling women that, but it just sort of suited the term itself. But to think about it, to actually think about the fact that this ragdoll cheated on his or its partner with a bunch of other babes, like, that is, that is so wrong. Like, the nerve. I know it doesn't have any, but still, the nerve. What kind of a spineless person does this to that woman? Like, this is this is something that is completely heartless and should not be taken lightly. I'm even surprised that she's still taking him back. Because you think about it. The fact that this woman has been taking care of him, she's been cooking for him if he eats food, she's been cleaning up after him if he takes a shit or showers, I don't know. But... Either way, this woman has given her everything to make sure that the relationship works. And after all of that, Marcelo has the nerve to cheat. Like, does the dude even have a heart? As in, how spineless do you have to be to start running after other women after the woman that you married has done nothing but put in the work and put her reputation on the line just for you? Like, that is just wrong. And I honestly do not think that he has the cotton balls to actually be faithful to this woman. So I hope that she leaves him. I hope that she manages to move on and find someone else that will treat her right and will cuddle with her all night. Because clearly this guy over here does not want anything with strings attached on it. And as someone who does not endorse cheating, I will leave this story at that because I have a podcast to do which does not endorse cheating as well, which I definitely should have started in a more typical fashion where I say, Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who believes in restarting the circus, because honestly, I'd be surprised that anyone, let alone 250 people, would sit and watch a woman marry a decorated doll. Unless maybe you're into clowns of some sort. 
He's a man who believes that astrology should have been the study of ass. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. This show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, then it's okay. And if you do know the drill and you don't want to say this, alright, either way, because it's a simple drill on how it is that you can contribute to the making of this podcast. And it almost sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook or on IG, if the tweet happens to be a screenshot, a screen grab, or was even turned into a reel and it ended up there, then the place to send it to is at Bricktime on West Side. The DMs are always open on both Facebook and on IG, and I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. Now, I have a bunch of tweets to get into and I do not want to waste too much time, but before I get into that, now, I did this whole thing on Battle of the Sexes where I was busy talking about how wisdom comes from experience and not from age. And I spoke about how a guy lost 700,000 shillings. Now, I thought this was a guy problem and it's always been a guy problem and it continues to be a guy problem because I don't really think that babes usually go through this all that much, which is why when it happened to a few babes, we ended up with a Tinder swindler. Because let's be honest, babes like to make a big deal out of something that isn't all that big for us guys. But imagine my surprise when I stumbled onto a story about a woman from Virginia who was scammed out of $170,000 by a fake doctor she met on an online dating website. Like, how the fuck does this shit happen? Like, alright, let me just read you guys a story. So, Cassandra Drummond from Springfield, Virginia thought Andrew Logan was her perfect match. They met on an online dating site in July of 2021 and she ended up getting swindled out of $170,000. On the website, he portrayed himself as a doctor, must have been about 48 years old, said Drummond. She said he told her he lives in Michigan but was spending the summer saving lives in Yemen. I just took a chance thinking he was a doctor. Maybe this was real, said Drummond. It turns out Dr. Logan, quote-unquote, was allegedly part of an elaborate online phishing scam and Drummond is his latest victim. Logan asked Drummond to pay for a package containing personal items and cash to be shipped to her house and he would pay her back when he got home. She says, and I quote, I exhausted all of my funds for a package I thought existed but come to find out there is no package, end quote. For months, Drummond kept handing over money, believing excuses from the shipper. She also sent thousands to a bank account in Charlotte, North Carolina and more than $52,000 to someone in Miami, Florida. Drummond said she plans on filing a criminal complaint with the FBI. End of story. Now, the annoying thing is that this happened to a woman who seems like she's particularly old, so if the guy was 48, I'm guessing maybe she was in her early to mid 40s, alright? But to think about it, this guy swindled her off of 170,000 US. Like, that is mad. I was busy losing my head over 700k, which is the equivalent of what, around $7,000? But when you kind of think about it, 170,000 US, that's about like 17 mil, which is mad. And I know that her being swindled is a bad thing, but yo, can we talk about the fact that babes actually have money? Like, no one ever really talks about it all that much, but we need to accept one thing. Women have money. Like, whether they talk about, oh, a man should pay for a date, uh, I'm not built to suffer. 
like babes actually have money like dudes are out here busy talking about oh you know we out earn women blah 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 but yo we need to accept one thing as dudes babes have money because you think about it like how much money do babes actually use on a regular because they're going out on a date there's a dude that's gonna pay for the food uh pay for the drinks if they go out partying with a bunch of their friends especially if there's dudes in that entire group there's a pretty good chance that if the dudes are more then they'll handle most if not the entire bill then of course there's gonna be a guy that's gonna want to smash if they go for a party or to the club or some shit and he will definitely pay for a bunch of those drinks when you look at the cost of their clothing yes there might be one or two expensive dresses shoes and bags that they might get but for the most part babes actually buy a lot of their shift through thrifting so you find that like here in kenya they can go and pick up dresses and shoes for 500 bob hell i know a woman who pretty much used to buy like a pair of shoes almost daily for 500 bob and a lot of those times she was treating it like retail therapy so if she's had a bad day at work she's buying shoes if she's had a good day at work she's buying shoes if she feels bored and she's on her way home she's buying shoes if she sees a cute pair of shoes she's buying shoes but us guys, the cheapest pair of shoes that we can buy over here, I guess, should be Vans for like 1600 if you actually go around searching. But most times it's like 2Gs, 2.5 going up. And you actually sit and you think about it for a second. A lot of us guys are handling a lot of additional bills besides our normal others. Plus, we'll go and we'll cover our homies when necessary. As opposed to babes who won't really be doing much of that. Like, when babes are going for lunch together, they're splitting their bill to the last shilling. They're not paying extra for anyone else. It's like, oh, yours is this much, yours is this much, yours is this much. So if you overspend, then no one's covering you. Like, that's how babes are. For us guys, we're busy covering each other all the time. And you think after all of that, us guys are actually gonna have more money saved up than the babes. Like, come on, bruh. Like, we need to accept that, yes, in as much as some guys do make more money than women, we need to accept that women have more disposable income than men in a lot of cases today and probably once we accept that then maybe we can stop being more comfortable with women paying for the dates and i know that's a very wrong segue and i probably shouldn't even have got there but hell it was the lowest hanging fruit there so i just figured i might as well reach for it but all in all i do feel sorry for this woman and it is sad that she lost 170,000 us but um i guess we live and we learn right now I will leave it at that and I will move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. Dating a woman over 40 years old is like buying a newspaper at 9 p.m. Okay, so when you say this, are you saying this to mean that they're old news or are you saying that they're worthless or are you saying... Like, I'm trying to kind of make sense of what's being said here because... When I think about it, this sounds like the words of a man who is not above the age of 40. And I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way, it's just that there's a fuck ton of young guys that are coming out to constantly talk shit about women who are above the age of 30, more so just women that are nearing 40, if not above it, and are unmarried or not having some sort of a long-term partnership and making it seem like it's a bad thing and it's their fault. Of which it might be but at the end of the day considering that you're not really trying to contribute to the solution per se then you're pretty much talking shit just for the sake of talking shit because 
you kind of think about it yes maybe they chose not to settle down early and that wasn't a great thing that they did but the number of you guys that are just coming out saying uh you know if you're over 40 blah 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 it's not worth it uh they should be avoided at all costs like do you ever ask yourselves why it is that they chose to do that and if it was something that was entirely within their control because yes i get it you know it was it was up to her to make sure that she probably found someone to settle down with by your idea of what you know someone's life progression is supposed to be all right but when you think about the kind of life that she lived maybe she had to work hard to make sure that she got her family to a better place financially and that definitely took time and she had to scale up so that she can do that not that i'm saying that that's what every single woman does but in some instances that's been the case in others maybe she felt like she just wasn't comfortable dating at that particular point in time maybe she had different interests and yes you can go ahead and ostracize them for choosing a professional career but you kind of have to ask yourself what influenced that kind of decision because when you look at the guys that are talking about not dating older women right now they're busy saying that because they have had a bunch of other people on the internet saying that shit and how bad it is now they will come onto the same internet and spew the same exact garbage in the same secondhand fashion that they've been saying it so that they can get it for clicks and views and seem like they're relevant and shit but at the same time you think about those same babes when they were in their 20s babes were being told to work hard and become as successful as possible now of course the whole idea of getting married and having a family might have been thrown in there but probably not as much as the whole work hard and get successful part and i'm not saying this to defend them or to justify what it is that they've done it's just that sometimes you need to go and look at the context of the kind of situation that the person was in also you're assuming that every single guy regardless of whether the guy was 18 or the guy is 92 the guy is utterly interested in women who are in their 20s and you are forgetting that there are 40 50 60 70 year old men that find 40 year old women extremely attractive like hell if you look at a bunch of babes nowadays who are in their 40s some of them are mighty fine sheila moniga well above 40 mighty fine look at michelle ntalami she's not 40 yet but you look at her right now and she still looks amazingly gorgeous as hell and while maybe a couple of young guys might not entirely be interested in the idea of dating someone that's well above their age you're acting as though every single guy is under the age of 30 or the ones that are well above these women's ages are only interested in women who are in that early mid or late 20s which isn't exactly the case the good thing with some of these older women is that they know exactly what they want and they can actually make for good partners because they know themselves and they know exactly what they want some guys simply do not want to be dealing with babes that are in their early to mid 20s because they can be incredibly annoying and they barely know jack shit about themselves and they're still trying to discover that shit so maybe if you guys could drop some of the hate a little bit considering that there's some guys that are into older women and there's some guys that do still think 40 year olds are perfectly fine and dateable then i guess things would be a hell of a lot better out here but either way most of the dudes that say this don't even have babes themselves so i'm gonna leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our very next tweet of this episode Females with their own money don't care about anything except how you treat them. Okay, when I think about this, uh, whether it's true, whether it's false, to a certain degree you could say it's true, but for the most part I'd say that 
in today's current dating market, it's bull. Maybe in the past it was more of a thing, but right now it's it's mostly bull. Because when you kind of look at the current dating market of like babes and the kind of guys that they're still looking at and they're still looking for, I don't know, maybe the whole story of the Tinder swindler and maybe the rise in the number of guys that are actual bums might have influenced this, but babes still have fairly high expectations now because the interesting thing is like guys have sort of spoken about this thing about how women are hypergamous and the more she moves up the smaller the the number of guys that are there is but still the standards that babes want is still fairly high they want a guy that makes the same if not more or at the very least you need to be able to match up to her lifestyle mostly because a lot of babes aren't willing to pay up to bring the guy to her level so that they can be together and it's a very unfortunate situation for a lot of babes because it's like some of you guys don't have as much of the demand power that you used to have and as such you can't exactly demand the same from like top tier guys not unless if you're willing to take a little bit of infidelity here and there or some other problem which you still won't take but you have your very high expectations which is a very interesting place to be in because you end up with a lot more women that will end up growing a lot older without guys or without partners simply because they set their standards fairly high and even though they had their own money and they could have comfortably had a family with someone who wasn't even making all that much they still set their sights on someone who was making more because they do not want to struggle and they do not want to drop down but i could be wrong and i honestly wish that i kind of was but i am very open to debating this issue but in the meantime i'm gonna drop the tweet for now and move it on so on to our very next tweet of this episode yeah 37 sexual partners in one year is absolutely disgusting considering that it was a babe that said this I don't even think it should be classified as disgusting alone. Like, that's just being a hoe. Like, we kind of need to say it for what it is. Like, I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm not saying this to make it sound like I'm righteous or I'm a lot better. Nah, it's it's literally hoeing. Like, this is the definition of a hoe phase on growth hormones. Because you try and think about it mathematically, okay? So, 36 sexual partners, right, 37 sexual partners, that's roughly about 3 in a month. Because, you know, 12 by 3 is 36. So, 3 in a month. Now, accounting for the time when you're on your period and accounting for the fact that maybe you work a full-time job Monday to Friday, so it's only the weekends that you bang. Like, this is literally like a nigga every week. A different dude every single week for an entire year. Minus the times when you're on your periods. Like... Doesn't this sound like hoeing at the very least? Because if you're interchanging dudes every week, like this is shit that rap niggas used to talk about in their songs and they'd call her a flat out hoe or she'll be called a trick or some shit. But either way, the, the terminology still meant roughly the same thing. She was a hoe because you kind of think about it. If a guy manages to do that, even by guy standards, if you're doing that as a guy, that's a lot of babes that you're banging. Because that's like what? Maybe a 25% failure rate. So like week after week after week, every month you're banging three out of four babes. So in other words, your balls are pretty much working overtime to keep you running. Of which even the homies would be saluting you for that shit. Like 
they'd be saying that Future has nothing on you because clearly you're laying way more pipe than he is because he's laying it raw. You're pretty much just banging babes left, right and center. So to think about it, even from a guy's perspective, that's a little much. Like you'd have to be an incredibly attractive guy with incredibly amazing game for you to be able to pull babes like that on a weekly basis. So to think about it from a babe's perspective, like that's even wilder. And the thought of doing all of that, then after a while, she's like, you know what? I'm gonna dial it back and I wanna take it slow with this guy. Like, do you think the dude, if he knows that you have a track record of banging niggas, is going to wanna take anything slow with you? Cause it's either you're not giving him some or you want him to become Captain Saverho, which for most dudes, we simply just don't want to do. But then again, maybe there is a guy that doesn't really care about your numbers. Maybe he's okay with you having 37 bodies a year, assuming that it's only for that one year. But either way, I will leave it at that and move it on. So on to our very final tweet of this episode. My dear brothers, please stop pursuing women who aren't interested in you. You shouldn't have to overcompensate yourself. You don't have to prove yourself. You shouldn't have to spend large amounts of money. Align with women that want you for you. Everything else will flow. I agree. This is great advice. I actually totally really like this advice. Except that it sounds so linear in a space that isn't as linear as you might think. Because here's the interesting thing. A lot of guys who end up making it really really well and end up making massive amounts of stack they kind of had to put their head down and they pretty much had to do the work and they pretty much had to go out there and grind for a while. And when they did that, a lot of them ended up losing some level of social skills. So when they're busy trying to look for someone, it's not like it's particularly easy to them whether the babe that they're with wants to be with them for them or is after their money. Like I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of months back and I've sort of mentioned this before, but the guy was actually saying that now he's making a lot more money. He has a great job and, you know, he's living a pretty good life. He's actually sort of afraid that when he's actually trying to look for someone to settle down with, he won't know if the babe wants to be with him for him or she wants to be with him because of his money. And that's actually one of the challenges that guys have because you have to make yourself so attractive and you have to make yourself successful or at least resourceful to an extent. But now you get to that level and you have to ask yourself if the babe wants to be with you for you or because you have money. Because it's not like babes are flat out gold diggers these days. Babes will be with a guy because he has more money and they will say that they are more attracted to a guy who has more money. Whether that's true or false, I don't know. I don't have the particular apparatus to determine that but as of right now it's something that a lot of babes will say but when the money goes you find that a lot of those babes go as well so it's very very hard to decipher and it's not even about guys and social skills it's it's just a general issue even guys with amazing social skills even guys who've been out in the streets for a while might actually find it hard to actually know whether the babe is with them for the money or simply because she actually loves them for them because what's loving him for him because to a certain degree sometimes it might involve the fact that he's resourceful but at other times it just could be a case of personality so 
it is pretty hard to kind of figure this one out and to be very honest for most guys it is going to be hard to figure that one out but for the most part the principle that i usually like to use is one that i don't know which comedian said it uh, and it sounded particularly interesting where they were like you never see someone running away from something that's really really good like if you have to chase a babe a lot then she probably isn't the one for you just leave it alone move on to someone that won't have you chasing them forever but this whole thing of you having to go leaps and bounds just to get her attention or you know for her to give you attention or for her to treat you nice and she sort of acts very distant even when she's with you like that shit just no if you feel that shit, then she probably isn't the one for you and you should probably drop her. The only problem is, if she doesn't exhibit those qualities, then you have a new challenge. Figure out whether she wants to be with you for you or whether she wants to be with you for the money. And whatever answer you get at the end of that, you have to ask yourself if you're very comfortable with it and being with her despite that answer. Either way, that's been it from me. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. If you have any thoughts, comments, or feedback, at Bagaka the D on Twitter is where you should reach me at. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaktime on Westside. Thank you so much again for listening, and I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>